Today is Tuesday, May 17th, 2022. This is the Link NKY Daily Headlines Podcast. I'm Matt Spaulding, and these are the headlines we're following today. It's primary election day in Kentucky. Polls are open from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Sample ballots are available on our website. We will also have a live broadcast analyzing today's election results from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. on our Facebook page and linknky.com. Open House invites Boone resident feedback on planning zoning, reported on by Caitlin Gebby. Boone County residents will have the chance at an upcoming meeting to tell the Planning and Zoning Committee what they would like to see. On Wednesday, May 25th, the Planning and Zoning Committee is hosting an open house to solicit feedback from the community. Information gathered from the meeting will supplement the official zoning update for the county. The update comes every five years in conjunction with the county's five-year comprehensive plan, both of which lay the framework for future development in the county. As Boone County grows, the area's once rural properties are seeing their county homes turn into the backdrop of traffic jams. That was the complaint of two residents, a husband and wife who say they moved to the country to live in the country. Dennis Kelly lives at Richwood Road, and in a recent Boone County fiscal court meeting, he said a three-minute drive can turn into a 30-minute ordeal during high-traffic times. For that reason, Kelly said he was against the zoning change that would allow a nearby 33-acre farm to turn into an assisted living complex. His complaint came at the second reading of the ordinance by the court, which comes at the end of the zoning change process. The Planning and Zoning Committee first heard the suggestion for the assisted living facility from Provision Living back in March. The back-and-forth discussion resulted in a zoning change with a dozen conditions attached two months later. Residents impacted by planning and zoning changes are notified directly by the county via a certified letter. The county also advertises public hearings for zoning changes online and in print publications. In this case, the public hearings held for the assisted living facility saw little to no engagement from its future neighbors until the last leg of the process, according to a report given to the fiscal court. For that reason, County Administrator Jeff Earlywine said this open forum is an opportunity for residents to be heard and understand the role they play in the development process. We've had some residents tonight that were here to talk about zoning and the zoning map, Earlywine said at the last fiscal court meeting. Judge, I'm thinking in the last day or two, we have had two or three email threads around the office on issues involving zoning issues that are very important. They touch a lot of people, and sometimes we don't hear about anything until after the fact, and it's too late to do anything. But... There will be an opportunity on the 25th of May to be informed to help influence and shape the regulation we will build. The forum will offer two and a half hours of open public comment between 5 and 7.30 p.m. The open house will be hosted in the Boone County Fiscal Courtroom, which is located in the Administration Building in Burlington at 2950 Washington Street. Drod faces challenge from Shmiati in GOP Kenton County Commissioner primary, reported on by Kenton Hornbeck. Longtime incumbent Kenton County District 2 Commissioner John Dodd faces challenger Tony Shmiati in Tuesday's Republican primary. John Drod was first elected as a county commissioner in 2010. Drod is no stranger to civic involvement, spending five years as Crestview Hills City Councilman and 10 years in the Kentucky House representing District 63. Drod said he is seeking another term because he enjoys having a little influence where I can help people. Drod is an educator by trade, spending over 50 years in the profession. Drod previously served in a variety of roles at Holmes High School and as the superintendent of the Ludlow School District. Drod said he is proud of the work the fiscal court has done and told Link NKY he believes it is the best fiscal court in the history of Kenton County. 
He said that major accomplishments during his time on the fiscal court have focused on improving public safety, including unifying the county dispatch system from three to one. Drawed and the fiscal court were also the decision makers who implemented a new radio system for Kenton County, replacing an obsolete system that used technology from over 50 years ago. The Kenton County Fiscal Court, in conjunction with the fiscal courts of Campbell and Boone counties, entered into a memorandum of understanding committing to complete the project. The project marked unprecedented cooperation between the three counties. The fiscal court voted to turn the 225-acre Fox Run Golf Course into a public park. That decision nearly doubled the amount of Kenton County designated parkland. Drod said he and the fiscal court intend to continue the implementation of mobile high-speed internet service to the residents of southern Kenton County, the majority of which is rural farmland. We are currently involved in extending mobile internet service, Drod said. The southern end of the county has a lot of wiring work that needs to be done in order to get on the internet. You can imagine the problems that caused during COVID-19 when the kids weren't allowed to go to school and they didn't have internet service either. Drod said that he is proud of his record on the fiscal court and believes he will be a reliable asset to the people of Kenton County for years to come. For a long time, I have a proven track record of success and continue to be successful in all of these ventures, Drod said. I've served for a long time. I have an opponent this time. I think my experience is very valuable to the court. Tanish Miati said he is not a politician, but he has had a long career in civil service. He worked for Kenton County for over 25 years. He started cleaning toilets and mowing grass at county parks, working his way up through the public works department to become a public services foreman, a position he served in until his retirement. He describes himself as a blue-collar, working-class citizen. I will fight to take less out of the taxpayer's pocket, Shmiati said in an op-ed submitted to Link NKY. Shmiati is running for Kenton County Commissioner because, he said, he believes there is too much government overreach. On his campaign website, Shmiati questions the way county government budgets tax money. Shmiati says he is a fiscal conservative and advocates for more transparency within the Kenton County budget. A better budget process and decreasing multi-million dollar contingencies within the budget in order to put more money back into the taxpayer's wallet. I have worked hard to provide for my family, and I don't need the county government standing there with their handout wanting me to pay more taxes and fees, Shmiati said. Property taxes keep going up. Our kids and grandkids will not have an opportunity to keep the family farm if something doesn't change. Shmiati also believes positions for boards such as the library and health department should be elected, not appointed. Shmiati opposes all medical mandates and believes that medical decisions should be left up to individual choice and not mandated by governments. He is also opposed to the regional health department and advocates for local control. He argues that full transparency and accountability are lacking in the current public health structure. My heart and soul tell me that we need change and it needs to start at the local level, Shmiati said. I want future generations to prosper in Kenton County. I am proud of where I come from and I want what is best for my family, friends, and fellow Kenton County residents. Fort Thomas taps Erlanger City Administrator for same post, reported on by Robin Gee. Matthew Kramer, who has been Erlanger City Administrator since 2017, is expected to be appointed as the new City Administrator for Fort Thomas in Monday's council meeting. Kramer will take over for longtime Fort Thomas City Administrator Ron Dill, who announced his retirement in January after serving 36 years. Dill is set to become the general manager at Woodson Bend Resort near Lake Cumberland. Kramer, who is a Fort Thomas resident, began his career as an Erlanger police officer in 2006. He rose up through the police department, serving as patrol supervisor before becoming the city administrator. He has a Bachelor's of Applied Science degree in Management Information Services from Northern Kentucky University. As an Army veteran, he served two combat tours in Iraq 
and continued his military career, earning the rank of Major from the U.S. Army Reserves, with 20 years of service, most recently as a battalion executive officer for the 478th Engineer Battalion, he retired from the reserves in 2018. In Erlanger, Kramer supervised the city's seven departments, including general government, police and fire, public works, IT, economic development, and human resources. Northern Kentucky City County Managers Association named Kramer the 2020 Northern Kentucky City County Administrator of the Year. Kramer and his wife Angie are well known to the Fort Thomas community. He has been a member of the DOGS Dogs or Dads of Great Students at Woodfield Elementary and the 8th grade instructor for the Parish School of Religion at St. Thomas Parish as well as an elementary instructor for Junior Achievement. He has three children. Bellevue police called to Tigerfest for reports of disorderly subjects reported on by Haley Parnell. The organizer of last week's Tigerfest in Bellevue said two women got into an argument Friday night and started fighting, prompting a call from the Bellevue Police Department. Janetta Steely, who organizes the annual event to support Bellevue schools, told Link NKY that once the women started fighting, the kids with them then started fighting, but police were able to clear the scene at the Bellevue Plaza near Big Lots in about 10 minutes. Despite reports of multiple fights and possible weapons at the carnival, which is in its 28th year, Bellevue police said in a statement that officers on scene did not observe anyone with a weapon or hear talk of weapons once they arrived. Bellevue resident Nathan Clevenger said he heard a woman say they're going to start pulling out guns as he stood in line for lemonade, but he said she seemed to be speculating. Steely said the fight was under control quickly and organizers didn't need to close rides or end the festival early. The Bellevue Police Department released a statement on its Facebook page on Saturday, a day after the fights. The report said the officers responded to calls of disorderly subjects and all parties involved were told to leave the scene. Police also said they received a call about a person being struck by a car near the festival, but according to the officer that responded, no one was hurt and no accident report was taken. Steely said rumors about the incident quickly got out of control. Somebody said there were 30 police cars. There were no 30 police cars, and nobody got hit by a car, Steely said. So the biggest part was exaggerated. We've been doing it for 28 years. Never has this happened. We were getting all kinds of stuff from a local Facebook page and information page throughout the city, Taylor said. Everything was blown way out of proportion. There were some fights that happened, but nothing to where arrests were made, reports were made, or anything like that. And with the car accident happening, it was just so minor that nothing came from that either. So, it was basically just dispelling any kind of rumor mill that was going around social media. Bellevue resident Abby Schiller attended the Tigerfest Friday night, but said she did not stay long because of how crazy things got. We saw one of the workers run up to another worker saying there was a fight and that he needed to break it up, Schiller said. About two minutes later, we saw people running and a lady with two kids running saying there were about 50 people fighting. That's when we left. It was a mess. As she was leaving, Schiller said the Dayton Police Department showed up. As for security, Steely said she was trying to hire someone, but said she couldn't find anyone. She also said the festival had spent $1,000 previously on security, and it is expensive. Tigerfest has not hired anyone for the job in the last few years, Steely said. Bellevue Police Department sent one officer to work Saturday's carnival in order to prevent any incidents like what happened on Friday. You live and learn, Steely said. From now on, we will always have two policemen. I'm just hoping that it doesn't affect us being able to do it again, but we know we will have policemen there the next time. Tigerfest is Bellevue High School's only fundraising event. The money earned goes toward prizes and events for students. Two scholarships are awarded to senior students. At their senior dinner, Steely draws a name to win a laptop. 
The students can win a TV at prom and money for other various benefits for the kids go to things like their King's Island Day. They can either accept it or reject it as a city and try to make me stop it, but it really hurts the school because there's no other group to raise money for the high school, Steely said. Though Steely wouldn't comment on the exact number the festival brought in for the school, she said it was a record-breaking year and is happy with the fundraising outcome. Those are the headlines we're following for Tuesday, May 17th, 2022. The Link NKY Daily Podcast and all Link NKY podcasts are available through Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and LinkNKY.com. Please subscribe and tell a friend. And for more on today's headlines and to see what else is happening in Northern Kentucky, please visit LinkNKY.com.